And three, two, one. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Cisneros, and you are listening to Cisneros. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft, and this is a special episode. It's the uh, we don't do like anniversary shows on here, but if we did, this would probably be uh, what it would sound like because I like to start the show off with Mike's voice. Um, it's fitting that I'm sitting here with Eric from Darkness for a lot of different reasons. I mean, uh, it's a big sis, big sis night, and this year. It was brewed down here at Darkness, but uh, uh, Darkness was also episode, episode what, episode 10, maybe, of uh, Cincy Brewcast. Uh, you and Ron came and sat down in uh, what we like to call Cincy Brewcast Studios at the time. It was really uh, Mike and Nancy's dining room table, yep, but yep. we don't we don't tell people that. Yep. It, was, it was a studio. It was kind of upstairs <laughs> in a nice split level, that. right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, no, we were still downstairs at that point. We hadn't oh, gone up yet. got the whole big okay. table and everything uh, upstairs. I'm talking to your microphone again. I'm talking into my microphone. Would you like for me to talk a little bit more so that you can get everything balanced? Does that sound good to you? Sounds fine. All right, cool. Can you guys hear him okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can be louder. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) You want me to get closer? Get in in close to it. I want to get in close. There you go. So, episode 10, you guys came and you sat around the uh, uh, the dining room table, and we talked about this little idea that you guys were working on. You were getting ready to start a brewery project, um, and it became this. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to yeah. have Big Sis make its way down here, because um, especially at that, that early stage of Cincy Brewcast, you guys were uh, a big part of uh, us kicking the whole thing off and... and Realizing that it was possible to actually make a beer podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> make yeah, yeah, it work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we first started the show, and I'll, I'll I'll go through the whole story here in just a little bit. But when we first started doing the show, we uh, we were sitting around and uh, there was this concern that hit uh, at, at, after a few episodes. We're like, okay, we can we can sit around the table, we can drink beer, and we can talk to each other, and that that'll be fine. But we still have to get people from these breweries to give us the time of day to uh, to sit and talk about things and to share kind of their stories and, and what's going on. And, yeah. And there was uh, there was a, a valid concern that maybe people would just look at us and be like, uh, we don't really have time for you guys and your stupid microphones. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, right around that time when you guys came on, right before you, uh, we had uh, Brewhouse Dog Bones on, I think the episode right before you guys. Okay. We had, you know, like, we were hitting this little, this little point where uh, people were excited to come sit down and share their stories. And we realized, oh, this... This could actually work. This could be a thing. So I I appreciate your role in our story, oh. and uh, uh, I'm glad glad to be down here for Big Sis. Uh, Big Sis is a collaboration beer. Every year we get together um, with as many different local breweries as we can possibly uh, scrounge together. Which I believe it is still the. <laughs> I, I might be like um, making things up when I say stuff like this, but I think it's the biggest collaboration that has ever happened in Cincinnati beer. And I say that because it's been going on now for eight years. Uh-huh. Which, and, would, which would beat out Beer Week from yeah. years past. And, and, yeah. and as far as the number of breweries that have 
gotten together uh-huh. in exactly. it. There yeah. weren't that many breweries in Cincinnati when the beer week stuff was happening. So, Especially consistently for as long as it's gone on. I'm trying to pull up my notes here, too, to get everybody that was involved this year because we had a good list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so darkness obviously yep. that was you guys you were we making were the beer you guys you guys brewed it and i do say you guys brewed it because uh, most of us didn't really help that much yeah we yeah, just kind of yeah. stood around and there watched. was there was a few that helped grain out that's for sure i yeah. didn't even do that this no, time it's okay I, <laughs> i'm very, I, very I didn't famous either. i can't be graining out <laughs> uh, darkness brewing alexandria paradise fibonacci third eye nine giant wooden cask and uh, this is not a dig at the other breweries, but probably my favorite one that was able to collaborate is Glendale House because they're not even open yet. Mm-hmm. They still have not opened their doors, but he was able to come down yep. on his lunch break from his day job and come down and hang out with us and um, collaborate on the beer. So I, yep. I like seeing that stuff happen. I like seeing new breweries get involved in a, uh, a beer that uh, maybe they appreciate for different reasons than some of us do um i like that the spirit of what big sis is can kind of keep growing and become something that is uh uh, kind of all-encompassing of what craft beer is yeah which is you know for me what i kind of feel about mike was that he kind of was this personification of the craft beer spirit he was he was everything that i love about craft beer Mm mm-hmm that idea of community and family and people coming together and you know you, you didn't have to know mike very long before uh, you were part of his family <laughs> exactly exactly uh, let's uh let's talk about the beer specifically um uh this is a oated lager is that what we're calling it i mean so we're, we're simplifying that as going with oat lager an oat lager yes an oat lager so it's yes. a Get in real close to that. I still feel oh, like so it'll, be, sorry. it'll be fine on the podcast, but I feel like none of them can hear you. Okay. Um, so essentially, uh, you know, Mike's favorite beer being the Pilsner's, what a lot of the big sisters have been through the years. Uh, a couple different recipes, but a lot of the same one. Uh, I believe Municipal, we did a uh, tropical stout one year, maybe an English pale ale. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of came back and did another Pilsner, sort of an older recipe. So this year, um, Instead of just doing a Pilsner, uh, we reached out to the family and found out that uh, apparently his second favorite beer was an oatmeal stout. Right. Uh, so we've been wanting to play with this particular oat malt from uh, Brees that is relatively new. Uh, and we've had trouble flavor getting the flavor to come out in oatmeal stouts, pale ales, IPAs, etc. So the idea of doing it with a lager uh, to try to showcase the flavor profile of the malt was something that was I've been thinking about. And then... When we when all that kind of came to uh, to light with um, Mike's choices, uh, this was what we decided to go with. So we kind of crossed not, not so much a pilsner; it's not very bitter. Uh, it's quite sweet finish actually, but um, smooth uh, is what I keep yeah, wanting to call yeah. it. It's like a, which uh, I, is a terrible descriptor I, for I a would, beer. But I would call it a cross of like a, a hellas with it's like a hellas with oats in it. Um, so the, you know, simple, easy drinking. Um, clean. There's a the tiniest bit of maybe some uh, silky mouthfeel from the oats. Yeah, a little bit of flavor profile, but still very like clean, crisp, very lager forward. Uh, yeah, it came out came out great. You know when um, when we started the Big Sis collaboration and we were sitting around. We actually were all sitting around a uh, a table at Bad Tom Smith having a meeting about it, which. Hmm. It's, uh, there's a couple stories there, but uh, <laughs> we were all sitting around this table. The, the, you remember how they had that bar that kind of stuck out in the middle of the uh, 
the tap room in their old location. Like their original place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're sitting around that, that goofy bar that sticks out in the middle of the room, and we're talking about what style do we make? Like, uh-huh. what what is Big Sis? Like, it has to be a beer style. And at that time, it was very clear it had to be a Pilsner. Uh, if anybody uh, listens to any of those early episodes of Sensi Brewcast, you know how much Mike loved Czech Pilsners. Okay. So we went with the Czech Pilsner. So super traditional. And as the years keep going on with this collaboration, uh, the conversation keeps coming up. Like, do we just have to always make a Pilsner? Yeah. And I, I think the whole kind of joke about all of this is that if, if Mike was still here, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would be as obsessed with Pilsner now as he was no, then. Because I, agree. I think half of the fun was that you couldn't get them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you couldn't find well, a, and then when, you couldn't when, find a good Pilsner at the time. And then when every craft brewery had three of them, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, he, I, I could see him just like most of us in our beer drinking like timeline if you will we go through you know at some point in our lives we all drank uh, uh domestics and then we maybe moved on to imports i or, didn't really do that so well it's okay but i'm, I'm uh, very young too i'm yeah. very well know. there's i guess that there's something to be said about that but uh, but th- through the years at least i can speak for myself at least that i've evolved from 40s literally 40s back in high school right. and i'm sorry i didn't start drinking before i was 21 <laughs> Um, could have been in high school but for then, a long time. Uh, uh, well, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, uh, but then, like, that went into imports for me. Uh, some microbrews and crafts only because I lived in Colorado. But when I came back to, like, Cincinnati, for example, like, you know, Belgian beers, things like that. Right. Uh, and then eventually craft comes in and you start finding those um, imported beers. You know, you love you love Czech Pilsner. You love Saisons. You find craft beer that way in that same style from imported. You'd latch on to it. You love it. But then from there, you kind of grow right you you kind of break off and go you know what like i'm not an ipa guy but i really like an american pale ale or a dry hop lager or your favorite style the italian pilsner (laughs) (laughs) i do do love italian pilsners i just think that there is a uh, misconception about what that style actually is i think it's a it's a labeling problem Uh, dip a josh (laughs) there are no italian spices in an italian pilsner it's not it's not italian spices Pepperoni beer. Cigar. Well, and that's, yeah, if anybody listens back a couple episodes, I sat down at Streetside with Garrett up there, and they have an Italian Pilsner right now okay. that is a great beer, uh-huh. but it's branded, and I think I think the, the beer is called, um, uh, I'm going to try not to uh, imitate an Italian uh, accent when I say this, but uh-huh. it's a spicy meatball. Okay. It's called, <laughs> that's, pi- it's called pizza in that's, English. That's the name of their beer that's an Italian Pilsner, which is great, and the, the label looks like, like a that. can of Chef Boyardee, but it's just, it, it wow it makes it confusing for people. Yeah. So, that's it's not that I don't like the style, I just think it's but confusing But you think you're going to drink a Chef Boyardee yeah. beer? I think that, uh, and we're, we're going down a rabbit hole, which is, I guess, part of Sorry, what makes can, the show can, great. I can pull the string I think, back up. <laughs> no, okay. can't do that. The <laughs> string is detached now. Uh, it, part of what I think beer styles are supposed to be is just this really quick way for somebody to know exactly what they're going to get when they order a beer. Or, or at least at least ballpark. Yeah, it's supposed to yeah. tell you what your, yeah. your beer is going to taste like. Exactly. Even if it's a style that you make up, which sometimes you might have to do that. Like an oat lager. Like an oat lager. <laughs> <laughs> but it tells you what you're going to get. Like if, a, mm-hmm. if, if this was up there as a Pilsner and I ordered it, I would, I would get halfway through a pint and be like, you know what? Like this is, 
it's just not a good pilsner. There's something going on with this. It's not. It's not great. We named it wrong. But yeah, but if you, you call it an oat lager, I know exactly yeah. what it's going to be before I exactly. order it. And that's uh, I think Italian pilsner is confusing. Uh huh. I don't disagree. There's I had to ones. do a bunch of research when I first heard about it. Cold IPA is confusing. Uh, that one's confusing. Only, only I love all my ideas. Only cold. if you dive into the definitions of an IP. Yeah, but I shouldn't. IPA. I shouldn't have to like sit down at a bar and look up at the tap list and be like, "Oh, what's that?" And then pull out to the Oxford Companion to beer and start. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's probably not even in there. It's Actually, probably- <laughs> if you if you just see it as a cold IP and order it and you like it, that's it's when you learn about what it actually that's, is and how it's made that confuses the hell out of everybody. That might be true. Yep. Like, yep, yep, this is an IPA, and yes, yep. this is cold. <laughs> I will tell you, like when I when I first learned about that, about that beer style we make one that i think is delicious and um when i learned about the style um i went into it i actually went into it completely blind never heard of cold ipa and the master Brewers association did a, a webinar about it right and the two guys kind of invented the style out west talked about it etc cetera, etc cetera. and um, i understood it from their descriptions but then when i started having to describe it to customers and even fellow employees etc um, all of a sudden I started realizing this is really confusing. <laughs> it is like it's, uh, if you drink it, you're like, wow, this is delicious. I call them an Imperial session IPA. Ooh. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. I like that. They should be high in alcohol, but they drink like a session. IPA. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. Although that is confusing in itself. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I know. Yeah. But at least there's some like organized confusion. Right. Yeah. It's like a session barley wine. That's an English month. Mm-hmm. Or a uh, <laughs> double IPA barley wine. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry also a little confusing. That. Yeah. Well, you know, what can I say? <laughs> we, uh, it, when I, it is both. When it is, <laughs> just, I, does, does it depend on when you drink it? Is that how you would describe it? Uh, you're talking about the I guess, shoplifter specifically? Yeah, yeah. Or? So, I mean, so let's talk about... So, let's just well, keep going down it, this rabbit hole. Barley well, wine. When, it, when it's fresh, which it is so, now. I guess I'm thinking... Uh, I'm thinking Most that, American barley wines are going to be, you know, very, very bitter, uh, which this has got some bitter to it, but not too crazy. Uh, but you, it's not inappropriate, but you don't typically see them dry hopped. And so shoplifter, we dry hop quite heavily like you would a double IPA. Right. And so it does sort of, to me, it drinks up front like a double IPA, but finishes 100% barley wine. I like that. That's and that, good. Ca- that candy sweetness, the high alcohol, all that good stuff. So it's, when we decided to name it that way, we, we were, we went back and forth and back and forth. What do we call it? What do we call it? What do we call it? And that's what we settled on. And I we're like just that. sticking to our guns. Well, I like it. Cause again, yeah. if you, if you're going to push style boundaries, with how you're you're making a beer, if you're going to dry hop a barley wine or you know whatever mm-hmm. that style may be, mm-hmm. uh, you have to then kind of push what you're calling that beer. You can't just call it the same thing that everybody has called them for. Yeah. for you know. Well, if you uh, say barley, barley wine, wine everyone usually goes English barley wine. They think big, giant, sweet. Don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you go American barley wine. Half the people are going to go. What are you talking about? Right. The other half are going to go. Uh, but with this one, it. it it get it intrigues some of the IPA drinkers that wouldn't necessarily get an IPA or I'm right. sorry a barley wine, which is at least I think it does, and uh, it gets people to, which is part of our goal here at Darkness, is just get people to try something they wouldn't try before. Right. Like the IPA drinker may not ever try barley wine, but because we throw that on there as part of the title, we're we're kind of bringing them into that level, and maybe they will like it. That uh, makes sense. So yeah. 
And, you know, sometimes we just name stuff stupid things and we just, we own it. We're like, yep, we made that mistake, but we're not changing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. People figure it out. That's, and that's mm-hmm. part of the fun of craft beer too, is the exploration and the yes. figuring stuff out. Which we have lots of opportunity to do here. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's backtrack a little okay. bit. Let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, about Mike and about uh, uh, oh, that's a... acting natural. <laughs> Everybody that's listening to the podcast is like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> it's very distracting. How many pictures are you taking here? He said, just ignore me. That's what you say all day long when you take pictures. Yeah. Don't you guys have security here? Yeah, we do. It's you. Uh-huh. Let's uh, go or back. Actually, it's Chris. Great. <laughs> uh, backtrack a little uh-huh. bit and let's let's talk about kind of those uh, that those early days of Sensi Brewcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Sitting down with with Mike, talk about kind of how how the show uh, fit into you guys starting as a brewery. And oh. uh, well, that's the first off. It was the fact that we were invited on a show to talk about our brewery and be in a room because at those times we were never by ourselves. It was always other people representing other breweries. Um, that's how we met Sean from um, uh, Municipal, for example. Uh, some other people from other breweries that weren't necessarily the brewers, but they were involved. And um, it, it, So first off, like we came in feeling like the nobodies. And like, uh, why are we, why, why do you want to talk to us? Like we haven't even opened and you all were fascinating, fascinated, sorry, to hear our story. And, and it was, you were very supportive. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say other it's, than just a lot of that. Like it's, it's one of the things that I love about Cincy Brewcast is like over the almost 10 years that the show has been going on, uh, we get these like really great pictures of a brewery uh, before they were open before before uh, i mean talk about it now and if if a brewery well, came I, mean, to, I was bringing beer to your house <laughs> over to there with that brew to my home yeah but if a, if a brewery yeah. came to me today and said oh you know we're uh, we're in the middle of crowdfunding this brewery idea we have we're going to you know we're going to open in this uh, um, this area that doesn't have like a lot of uh, a lot of little neighborhood breweries and and we're going to do i'm like oh, okay yeah sure you are like that's yeah. yeah great yeah. like yeah. i i it, it's 50 50 if it's ever going to happen mm-hmm. at that time like we were we we, we didn't think like that no i think the, you, you <laughs> so, have the numbers i think we were 22 or 24 in the city something around right. that right and uh so we were i mean by today's standards we were kind of early on but it gives we, us we felt we felt like we were one of the last because again <laughs> i've been trying i was trying to do this for a long <laughs> yeah. time and it just takes time and because you got to save money and all the stuff that goes into yeah. it and um uh, yeah, I, I, at the time it was. I felt I felt good about Bellevue. I felt good about our neighborhood, our location. Um, I felt like we we had we were in a place that people would support us. We don't we don't need people to come from all over to take care of us. Uh, we can kind of be self self sufficient right. in a way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I had no idea we were going to be like but, towards the beginning of the kind craziness. Of, kind of up. where my brain is going with that, though, is like this ability now to like go back in time uh, via recorded podcast and mm-hmm. listen to the story of a brewery like you guys. Uh-huh. And there's there's maybe a couple of them that we've been able to kind of take that whole journey with, but definitely you guys were uh, one of the first where that started, where uh, 
we see you as this like this this we're crowdfunding we have this idea this thing this might happen might not happen mm-hmm. all the way to now we're clearly it, it's it happened yeah it <laughs> you know, and as you as you've kind of yeah. grown and evolved along the way like we get to see this like full picture of you guys and the story of this this place mm-hmm. and I, I love that. Like, I yep. love that. Like, even aside from the fact that I make the show every week, just to have this, like, this archive of of these stories in these uh-huh. these places that, uh, and, you know, throughout their journey is that's good. Point. Something really special to me to, to be able go to go back experience. and look at it all. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, you you mentioned that that was how you uh, you met Sean from Municipal. Uh-huh. Uh You reminded me of when that happened. That yeah. was the probably the craziest night that I think we've ever recorded a podcast because I think Mike was going on vacation or something Um, and so we needed to record a couple episodes to make sure we had enough content so over the next few weeks we could make some shows so we said that's fine we'll We'll record three shows tonight. Okay. I, I do remember that. So we recorded three episodes of the podcast in the same night. Okay. We did... Um, uh, there was one... Uh, there was... If I'm th- if my time is right on all of these episodes, uh, was it the one... Was it the same night that uh, Gamel from uh, Rivertown came? Yes, yep. I think so. Yep, yep, yep. And we might have done uh, the Steve, Strawberry Steve beers. Shaw was there from yes. Cellar Dweller at Steve the time. Steve was there, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember at all what we drank, but I know we drank light beer at one point. We did a light beer taste test. Uh, we argued about whether hot dogs were sandwiches. Uh, uh-huh. It was... It yep. was yeah. So I mean, if you think like yes, an episode of Cincy Brewcast is an hour, but we usually have a little uh, lead-up time where we sit and we hang out and we drink, uh-huh. and then afterwards there's usually a little cool-down period where we and sit all, and we hang out and we drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was all said and done, I think we sat around that. And that, at that point, we were upstairs in the uh, the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably, I mean, it had to be like a like a five-hour. Six-hour podcast. I don't think night. it was. I don't think it was that long because <laughs> well, I did have to drive there and back, and I drove home I just fine. Were you there for all of the episodes? It though? might have been three I, hours though. I two think or three hours. I think we yeah. kind of like staggered people in and out. And, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I, it was that I can't tell you if I was there for all. It's three or not. one of yeah. one of my favorite memories of kind of brewcast episodes was definitely that one. That was because it was a lot of podcasting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, Talk about you guys uh, as far as the brewery goes. What what's uh, I mean, we're sitting in this uh, expansion here into the the was darkness lounge. Is that what we call this space? Yeah, we're calling it that. You guys, it's, it's our front room. I mean, it's always been here. Structurally speaking, it's always been open for people to come into. But it was right. always it was an old office, and it felt like an old office. Right. Um, and so uh, through the last year, uh, my partner Ron, uh, way more than me. Uh, they put all this work in here and yeah, op- blew it all open, opened it up to the ceiling, put the put the windows in, um, did, did everything you. If you're sitting here, everything you see around you, uh, that was all done sl- slowly over the course maybe seven eight months, um, but just got it finished up and I think it was somewhere around our anniversary party July maybe June where we were it was done and we it's open uh, if you will so yeah. What's next? Uh, you guys, you guys do these know. little, you do these things in little like 
little increments. stages yeah. and you see you know yeah. p- putting the uh the awning over top of the patio and the adding the, the the darkness diner yep. and then you know, the, the lounge and now the and, lounge and i don't know i'm I, we might have to take we have to go on vacation <laughs> you don't get to take <laughs> vacations when you own a craft brewery <laughs> doesn't exist anymore uh, so no i don't we don't have anything i, I know there our planter boxes out front aren't planted uh, i think our goal this fall and next spring is to get those your next and planted. your next uh, big thing is to plant some flowers yeah, flowers trees shrubs etc okay. yeah okay. remember i went to school for that so it's uh, not I, easy. I always forget that it's always super complicated <laughs> if i'm involved <laughs> uh i know we've 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 kicked around a lot of different ideas but nothing's right now nothing's in stone as far as you know, expansions here, there, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you never know. If, if you could go back in time to when we first did that episode sitting around the dining room table, mm-hmm. if you could uh, nab yourself as you're walking out of the house and give yourself a couple pieces of advice as far as <laughs> this industry. I can't uh, give myself a couple pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's all or none. <laughs> what, would you, what, what would you say? Though? Like, what, what advice would you give a past you about mm. this? Um, I mean, I'm, it's going to be sound stupid, but patience, um, I wasn't, I was never short, short on patience, but, uh, uh, patience with everything. Um, I would have contacted TTB day, the first day we sent our information in that would have sped that process up, right. you know, like it's all like goofy little specific things that. I, that's a that's a tough question. It's a good question, but it's a tough question. I don't I don't really know. Um, I think that if it was just a general thing, I'd say patience because okay. um, no, nothing ever goes how you want it to go. Nothing goes as fat when you have a problem. No one else cares. They're gonna get there when they get there. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of it, but they're not on your schedule. So patience. Uh, don't sweat it. Um, that's easy to say now in my position now, you know, when we started and you're first start making beer and he's you know, halfway homemade tanks. And if anything goes wrong, the power goes out, all your beer goes trash. Right. Uh, you know, like those things um, over time, that doesn't bother me anymore because we've had it happen. Right. And guess what? It doesn't ruin everything all the time. Right. Yeah. So, it's just... but that's something that's like, that would just don't worry about it. Even though that would be a bad thing to tell me back then, because then I would have just <laughs> slacked off and not worried about anything. Right. So yeah. <laughs> well, and that's I, I, it, I say it's a good question. I almost think it's like it's not really a great question because we all know that like you can't. Oh, you know, it's like, a hard question. The, the yeah. things that that we would change when we look back at it are part of the things that make us who we are now like exactly if we think about this podcast like there's been a lot of mistakes that we've made over the years with this podcast and make mistakes constantly with this podcast still today but it changes how how the podcast is going to sound and look and feel tomorrow like it it, it drives it kind of into these new places almost like evolution Almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, re- refuse to admit that I evolve ever. Yeah, it's almost like we're humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk before we kind of start wrapping things up. This okay. is going to be a super long episode. I want to talk about the uh, Bellevue Education Foundation. Okay. Um, I wonder if Mike can hear me talking about him. He can't. He's he's over there, Mr. Mike. So, oh, look at you. See, when you get close to the microphone, you can you can get project uh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up here. We want to talk about this. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't need it for recording, I don't need a mic. <laughs> well, I mean, we need it for some kind Do of recording. Do you want me to stay on? Let yeah, you stay, stay here. here. It'll be harder to squeeze out of here than. Are you good to sit there? 
you got about three inches that you can go back. Uh, get in close to that microphone when you talk to because okay. test, test, uh, test. check it out for us. Okay. Keep talking. All right, here I am. There we go. <laughs> uh, so we we shifted things a little bit this year. It's kind of been uh, in the works over the last couple years of when we try to find a charity partner for Big Sis, uh, trying to find a charity partner that makes sense for where we're at with the beer. Uh, who's making the beer? What is the charity partner that is around them that means the most to them, maybe, or that uh, they, they feel like they, they want to support the most? And uh, as soon as we started talking about it, uh, the guys at Darkness here just oh, we've we've got the perfect place for this one the uh, the Bellevue Education Foundation. Um, tell us a little bit about you guys and what you do. Okay, I'm glad to do that. And first of all, we appreciate uh, Darkness p- uh, picking us as being the charity person. And the other thing is, is that Darkness. I have to say this: since they've been in business, they have been a big supporter of the Bellevue Education Foundation from day one. Anything we've asked, they've been there. What we do, we've been around for, I think it's going to be 20 years, and I have been there since day one, and we raise money through a golf outing and things like this. Uh, We've had a karaoke thing, different things that we can raise money on, and what we do is in our treasury, we, we meet four times a year for the Bellevue Independent School District, and we're not elected, we're independent of them. And the teachers, and a lot of people know this, some don't, I didn't know, a lot of teachers will go into their own pocket to buy things for their classes. They have to do it. So what we do, we have a, a, a vetting system to where they have to fill out an application for what they want, tell us what it's for, tell us where they're buying it, how much it's going to cost. And then a lot of times it'll, it'll go to the school first. And sometimes the school say, hey, that's, that's in our budget. And they're doing If it's not, it comes to us. We vet it. And then it goes to the board to vote yes or no. One of the things we did not long ago, we spent $6,000 on um, uh, new uh, instruments for the band. They, they loved it. About a year and a half ago, I think two years maybe, I lose track of time, we bought every child in Grandview Elementary a iPad. That's great. And along with the iPad, they got the case with it. We paid the insurance on the case. It's theirs. They take it home with them. We've, uh, they go to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base sometimes. Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is free. Right. But you got to get them there and so get them back. Got to get there, yeah. So we provide the uh, the uh, the uh, transportation for them. So it's things like that. I've seen I've seen uh, people put in for as low as fifty seven dollars, and I've seen it as high as fifteen thousand dollars. We've done very good. Uh, our first golf outing that we had some twenty years ago, I believe, made twelve hundred dollars, and that's where we started. And now we've uh, we've got a, a pretty good nest egg, you know. Now, now during COVID, we were able to still raise money, and we weren't putting a whole lot of money out because the kids weren't in school. Now they're back. We're back to normality, I hope. And um, that's basically what we do, just to help the school system out. What uh, what got you into this? Like, how did you how did you find your way into this, this charity? Wayne Starnes was the superintendent of Bellevue. According to Wayne, he said at one time there was a Bellevue Education Foundation. I personally don't remember it, and he wanted to bring it back. So he came to people like me, Tom Rickton of Tom Rickton Heating and Air Conditioning, and different people around the town to put this together 
and uh, to see where we could go with this, see where we could run with it. I've always been active in the community. I, I, I sit on the Bellevue City Council, and I've always been active in, here in Bellevue. And we brought together a lot of people, and um, we have grown from there. Uh, I was Tom Recton was our, our presidency runs for two years. Tom Recton was our president, and he stayed around a while. And I started being retired. I started going up and down the avenue here, collecting door prizes for our golf outing and all that. And he got a hold of me one day, and he said, uh, "Mike, uh, I'm soon to be 80 years old, and." I would, I'm going to get out of the presidency. I want you to be the president. I said, no, Tom. I said, no. I said, I do good with the sales part of it, selling sponsorships and getting prizes and all that. And he looked at me and he said, well, you can do both. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said well, thanks a lot. But you know what? I'm so glad I did it. I did a two-year term. And during that two-year term, a gentleman named Dave Fessler, a graduate of Bellevue that moved away from Bellevue for a while, then came back here. He's a lawyer, and um, Wayne brought oh, him in. Oh, one of those. <laughs> yes, one of those. <laughs> but Wayne brought him in to look at our bylaws, make sure we were legal and everything. And as I was winding up my term, uh, I said something to Dave, and he said, I would love to be the president. And Dave has done three terms. He's done a great job. And next, uh, in October, next month, we will be picking a new new uh, president and everything. And uh I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's going to be Jesse Beecham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to like me say that. She's going to say, well, i got to be voted on first. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. If she's, if she's not it, I'm done. <laughs> okay? I'm, but we got a good we got a good slate of people coming in. And the big thing, when I when I did it, I, I, I thought to myself, what is it that I can do? What is it I can do? Every president thinks that. And the biggest thing I thought is I looked around the room, and I know my age is I said, we've got to bring young people in. We yeah. And I, I was fortunate enough to get some young people who introduced me to other young people, and they came in. That's what you need. They're taking the ball, they're running with it, and they're doing a tremendous job. Awesome. Awesome. So if people are listening to this after this event and they want to kind of help, support, they want to give back to you guys, how do they do that? Is What's the best way for them to get in touch? We have a website, weducationfoundation.com. Go on there, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. And um, I think there's even... Yeah, that's that'd be the best way to do it. And go we'll, on there, and we'll and, put a link in the show notes. <laughs> I promise, I'll remember to put a link in the show notes. Go in there and click, and it'll send you right there. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. I appreciate you again. Appreciate Darkness for bringing us in here for this and everything they've done for us and the city. They, they're very good corporate people. And um, thanks for having us. No, of course, no. Thank you guys. And uh, uh, if anybody is hanging out here and you haven't yet hit the raffle table, uh, go buy some tickets. Put a bunch of money into the raffle baskets, and uh, not only do you get some some cool swag if you win, uh, the money goes to something. Good good and that's that's kind of the whole point of this so um support them that's thank you just thank you guys very much thanks mike thank you uh let's uh let's let's go ahead and wrap things up um i uh i i want to thank everybody for supporting Cincy brewcast over the years this show has gone through all kinds of evolutions all kinds of what i love to call chaos in that time and um it's uh it's not stopping anytime soon i um I, I, I talk a lot about how, uh, especially this time of year, I put a lot of a lot of thought into this whole thing, and I don't know if I had not run into Mike Cisneros sitting at the bar at Mount Carmel, I don't know what my life would look like today. 
Like huh? it, it, it was like this very defining moment where things shifted for me, and uh, mm-hmm. what the gnarly gnome was changed, and. Um, clearly, podcasting became a big part of that, and um, and and that kind of started to shift uh, career stuff for me and all kinds of things. So it just, it just you know, that, that was a very defining moment for me. So uh, Big Sis is about a lot of different things for I think all of us, but uh, uh, for me, it's about this uh, this moment in my life where uh, where things changed, and uh, I, I uh, get to remember your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is a it's a it's a great time to just sit back and kind of look back at. Uh, where we were and where we're going and uh, how yep. it all fits together. Thank you. You're thank you. Welcome. Thank you to everybody here at Darkness for making this event happen again. Um, the, as, as far as people listening to the podcast, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about because I don't actually know when this show is going to post because we are like, we're getting backed up on episodes now. We have all kinds of fun stuff Ooh, coming it's like up. like me and beer. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have an episode with Lebanon Brewing Company that is going to be up. It was up. Monday after the event, we've got Sonder Oktoberfest coming up. We're gonna. That's always fun. Not that today. <laughs> that's tomorrow. Okay. okay. So there's all kinds of fun episodes oh, coming that's right. up. It's Friday. Um, so uh, make sure you subscribe to the show because uh, that's how you get the latest episodes. And if you really like this, share it with somebody and uh, send the episode to them or send the podcast to them and let them know how much fun it is. And if you really like it. Go to the gnarlygnome.com slash support uh, because as long as money comes in, my wife doesn't get too angry at me. That's uh, that's uh-huh. the whole secret to this. Yep. Is, uh, He's got to break yeah, even. Got to break even. Yep. We'll see you guys later. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, once again, uh, it's Cincy Brewcast, and uh, it is the voice of Cincy Craft. That is... Um, uh, so it's a it's a big th- go down a rabbit hole there, but we won't because the episode's ending. Sure, <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, the slash support if you want to support the show, uh, share with the friends, um, all of that fun stuff. Um, I hit the music too late, so now we're just going to keep talking about things. Uh, about the so, Bengals? How about the Broncos? Broncos, <laughs> Jesus, I forgot. Since yeah, I know guys, they suck. The voice of Sensei Craft. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>